podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Hosties of when Tev starts, uh, Scott Wright stays and David Martindale makes his second trip to Govan in a week. Yes, it's Friday night, it's the Rangers Rabble 4 in. Don't forget to get your calls in, 01416287237. We see the banner across the bottom of the screen when the phone lines are open. We do want your calls, that's what we're hearing this Friday night. Um, gentlemen, I am joined by Brian, Mark and Lewis. How are we getting on? Uh, not bad, mate. Not bad. All good in the hood, mate. I was ready to say, all good here, all good here. Looking forward to this one. Listen, before we start, me and Lewis did not corroborate our outfits before we, we, we came on. Stop lying, I we did. We spoke about it before we came on. <laughs> um, listen, you look lovely, Lewis. You look absolutely stunning. Especially likewise, likewise. Um, I, so listen, this is the Rangers Rumble podcast. It's not Kerrang Radio. Um, you might have thought it was when we, we came on. Um, which with the music change, you'll have to ask the gaffer. But listen, a change is as good as a rest. Paul, it's um, it's a lovely thing. Um, listen, we're on the eve of a game. If you want to talk about Servette midweek, then you can. Obviously, you set the agenda um, by calling in, but I'm going I'm to maybe part that for a minute if we can. Mark, I'll come to you. Um, the manager spoke today. A bit of a, a strange presser. I don't know if you saw it. He was he, he was a bit more withdrawn than usual. Um, wasn't given too much away. What did you think? Yeah, I caught a wee bit of it. Um, yeah, it seemed a, a little bit more reserved, yeah. Um, still, still still, gave a bar away. I mean, I'm not telling anybody who's playing and then obviously said Sifuentes is playing, so <laughs> I don't think he can help himself. I think I think he's he's obviously been like, oh, I play my cards close to my chest, um, under a wee bit of pressure and that. Let's, let's, let's play the game a wee bit. And then all of a sudden we're like, ah, oh, Sifuentes, we love him. He's playing. He's awesome. So... I don't know. As I said, it's a mixed bag, and it sometimes you, sometimes you get too much. And uh, I think um, he was trying to rein it in a wee bit, and couldn't quite help himself with slipping out a couple of things that that um, pro- probably should have played close to his chest. So, ah, as I said, these things are. I, I tell you what, it's a lot better than watching Geo. Geo, literally, any time Geo was on, I I started five minutes in, three minutes in, started looking at my phone and didn't really pay attention to what anything he was saying because it was probably, because I just replayed the the, the, the previous one, uh, yeah. previous presser beforehand. So, yeah, as I said, it was it is what it was. Brian, when you're finished with Tinder, I'll come to you. Um, what did you what did you think? There was, a, there was a comment he made about, you know, the fans had sort of got a bit fed up with, with the, the players for last year. And and you know we can really start backing these new players. Do you think that was maybe a week and a put up and shop? Can I can I jive for the manager? I think it was a. I mean, I was speaking to Wolf about it this morning. I mean, it's it was almost like a. I wouldn't say a dig, but you know, he, he spoke. I don't know how many times about sort of uh, needing time. You know, give them patience. He used the word patience, I don't know how many times this morning in his press conference. So he's obviously realising that they've made big changes. You know, the front line is, there's nobody from last year on the front line apart from Roof, but he wasn't even on the front line last year at all. So he's obviously he's obviously got in mind what he wants to do, and he's obviously excited by who's there. <clears throat> but he, he appreciates that we've basically cobbled these guys together this summer, and it's not going to happen overnight. And he's desperate for everybody to just, you know, take a step back and give give them all, all a bit of time. Problem is, you don't get time at Rangers, and it's it's so difficult to to cut them any slack because when you sign guys like Danilo for six million, Dessers for four and a half, whatever it was, you're expecting instant success with these guys, you know, because that, that for for us that's big money, or, or Scottish football that's big money, so when the players see sort of money spent like that, they're expecting instant, you know, instant sort of results. So yes, it's, yes, we need to have patience, but at the same time, when you're chucking money like that around, it's, it's kind of difficult to sort of have patience when you're spending money like that. Cause 
you know, let's be honest, if you're spending four, four and a half, six million on strikers, you're expecting them to have hitting the ground running. I mean, Danilo was scoring goals for Feyenoord in pre-season. I think Dessers admitted, I think Wolf said this morning that, you know, 70 minutes for him, he was burst, you know, he was gone. So, he, you know, he's, he's struggling to get up for pace, but patience is not a thing with Rangers fans and, you know, I think we've just got to kind of suck this up, this sort of period of time until the, until the team settles pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the phone lines are open, as you can see, 01416287237. We want your calls, we want your opinions. Uh, don't leave them in the chat. Pick up the phone, come and speak to these guys. That's what they're here for. Lewis, it must feel like your birthday, the eve of your birthday. Jose, Jose Cisuentes starts tomorrow, a man you've been waxing lyrical about for about six weeks. Um, do you think that it's just um, all eyes on him tomorrow, or do you think maybe Danilo has, has got to step up to the plate as well? Could Cyril Dessers maybe get a wee rest? Uh, well, I think there'll obviously be quite a lot of intrigue given that it'll be Sofuentes' first start, but I think there's still some some uh, worries around the team in general that I think that the eyes will be on the full team because we still need a, a proper convincing performance. There were signs in the Sovet game that were very positive, so it's just a bit building on them. And um, like you said about Dessers, I, I think so. I think it's time to give him a rest because I, I said that the last time I was on, I think Michael Beale's given him a bit of a poor catalyst to his Rangers career because people are starting to get a bit of an image of him that might not be fair. He's very obviously no fully fit, nowhere near it. And I think a fully fit version of him will score plenty of goals in, in, in this uh, level of football. I think there were, there were signs at Servet um, game that he, he, was, he was getting into the right positions, but he just lacked that final edge to to get the goal. You know, he was taking the right type of shots, but there wasn't a lot of power behind that. His hold up play and his passing was was poor, and I don't think we would have spent four and a half million if that was the case of him as a player overall. So, I think it's time to give him a bit of rest, let him rejuvenate a wee bit because we've got plenty in there to to back him up. So, I I think so. I think it's time to give this as a wee rest. I'm just annoyed that one sum's not starting. Don't even start, man. <laughs> Please don't, don't start. this early into the show, Brian. Let him settle hey. in for 20 minutes. Hey, you might start. You might start, Brian. Well, that, well, Mark, I'm going to come to you on that, actually, because the manager alluded to some of the guys picking up wee knocks here and there. Um, can Ryan Jack play two games on the bounce? Um, obviously, you're a big advocate of Ryan Jack, but if you take your Ryan Jack hat off for a wee minute and just think about this, sort of in a logical manner, we've got Tuesday night as well coming up. How do you see that midfield shaping up tomorrow? For me, there's three players if fit are in that midfield, and it's a, the three I, I said said the the Friday before it was a Friday before the uh, the Kelly game. Three in the midfield will be Raskin, Sifuentes on one side, and Cantwell on the other side. Stonewall, if they're fit, they must play. As far as I'm concerned, Ryan Jack, I think you're 100 percent right. I don't think he plays two games in a row. Um, I think that you, you keep him for good gloves, get him wrapped in cotton wool, and I think he will probably start um, in Europe. But for me, that's obviously depends on how, how that, that midfield three do. But for me, Sifuentes, Raskin and Cantwell are your midfield three every day of the week, twice on a Sunday. And obviously, Lewis saying there that, that Dessers would maybe sort of rest him, put him on the bench, whatever no. you want to call it. Who plays, no. who plays ahead? You'd keep him, you'd For play me, him again? 100%. I think that he's no match sharp, and the only way he's going to get match sharp is by playing games. And let's face it, he's the only striker that scored a goal for us yet. So, why would you put him on the bench after him scoring his first Rangers goal? I think he'll get a big lift from that, in confidence. Um, and obviously, he's had another game under his belt, so I'm looking for him to progress, same as the rest of the team. But I think you need to play him. I think you need to play him to, to get him match sharp. Um, I, I do I, I do see Lucy's point. Um, maybe give him a rest, but for me, you're paying you're paying top dollar for uh, Dessers and and Danilo. You need to play the two of them. Simple as that. So you've got Dessers, Danilo, and Blamers. Yep. Okay. Excellent, Brian. I'll, I'll come to you with this. Obviously, a different test tomorrow. Um, you know, Savet played a, a rigid four four two, and there was that space for Borna in particular to to break forward. Do you see us having a bit of a tougher time against Davy Martindale's Livingston? <clears throat> as as we said earlier on the the Rabble, the Rabble Daily, 
if we don't score early doors, it could be a long afternoon because we know what Livingston are all about. 4-5-1, they'll look to either hit the break, um, pretty much like Kilmarnock, um, sort of set piece, free kick corners. It's it's good. If we don't score early within, I would say, the first 20, it could be a, a long afternoon. It could be a, a frustrating afternoon. Um, I, I certainly hope it, you know, we, if we scored early in the sense, it at least means Livingston are going to have to come out and actually try and score. Because I, I firmly believe Livingston are just going to come out and try and nick something, you know, as I say, with a set piece, very much like Livingston. I said it at Livingston, I said it at Kilmarnock last week, standing in the crowd. I says, they're just waiting for a, a, a set piece and look what happened. Um, and Livingston won't be any different. We, we, we know what Livingston are all about. They're, they're compact, they're well-drilled, and it'll be a 4-5-1 or a 5-4-1, call it what you like. Um, and as I say, if we don't get that first breakthrough within the first 20, it could be a, a very long afternoon and quite a frustrating one. Well, I remember under Van Bronckhurst, Martindale brought Livingston to Ibrooks and they were almost 1-0 winners that day. I think it was at Lundstrom, equalised late on for a 1-1. Martindale had said that day that he'd seen um, signs that Rangers were just going to sort of whip balls into the box and they were just going to have big men in the, in the middle to mop up. A bit of a different test tomorrow for Livingston, Lewis. Um, you know, like the, the, the balances there... One of the, the biggest things I took away from this the Sovet game um, and the Kilmarnock game for that fact is this this team's inability to unlock that low block. You know, it's it's no it's not an uncommon problem for bigger teams. I, I'm a Man United fan as well as Rangers and I remember a couple of seasons ago they were uh, very, very famed for giving the big dogs a good game but struggling against lower opposition. And I think that must be Michael Beale's number one tactical piece of work to focus on with these players because it, this is your bread and butter. This is 90% of the opposition that we come up against is going to be this low block. And it needs to be perfect tactics for us to get as much as possible a, a points tally for this league table because other than Celtic, this is what we're going to face. Um, and I think there's players in this team that are capable of doing that. You know, Lammers, I think, is is, is the key man. He's, he's had a, a couple of turbulent um, appearances in the, the competitive matches, but in pre-season, we've seen what he's, he's capable of. You know, he's got, he's got that dribbling ability, which is vital, because I think you lose somebody like Ryan Kent. Uh, you do lack a bit of drive in that front line. Like, Zach Cantwell has good feet, but he's not going to take it and run with pace at somebody. So, somebody like Lammers and... Maybe somebody like Hadji as well with that passing ability. If the game doesn't go our way, I think Michael Beale needs to start being a bit more proactive as a manager rather than reactive and make decisions when it's needed before it's too late like it was against Kilmarnock. Well, listen, uh, Mark, the manager did say today he sort of influenced uh, um, the fact around substitutes and how important they could be with the, the injury time getting longer and longer and the matches coming quite thick and fast. Is that something that we need to, as, as Lewis says, capitalise on and, and maybe get a couple of goals up so we can utilise the bench more? Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, we spoke about this as well. We need to start early. An early goal will settle the nerves. Um, <clears throat> not sure... The uh, these new players know how to react um, when it when it starts getting a bit kind of touchy and a bit a bit nervous and stuff like that. So and, and that'll come that'll come. Um, but yeah, I think an early goal, an early couple of goals, um, and you can you can give the likes of Hadji and stuff, uh, even Roof. A lot of people talking about Roof. Maybe give them a wee uh, a wee run, maybe 20, 20 minutes, half an hour as well, just to get some minutes into their legs. Um, so I think that's important because I think that we need to get everybody up to the up to uh, par straight away or as quick as we possibly can. So I think that that's that's going to. I mean, we spoke about it the other night there that um, before the game we said that, that it would be important and be able to inject a bit of a bit of impetus with using substitutes and actually the opposite effect the other the other night um, in Europe. So, but for me, yeah, I think we need a we need a fast start. We need to get the crowd behind us. And take our chances. I think probably that was the, the major problem um, through the week there. So I think you need to take your chances and and hopefully, as I said, hopefully Dessers getting a goal is going to kind of give him a wee bit more confidence and you might see a, a wee bit better performance from him as well. So I think, oh, well, you know yourself. I mean, we're all desperate for the likes of Lammers, Dessers, and 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 especially Danilo to, to get goals or, or get a goal, get off a mark anyway. Some of these boys. So. 
we're all desperate for that. So let's hope that that happens. And then we've got the luxury of uh, resting people and taking people off, saving legs for midweek. Listen, I'm confident uh, Danny's going to get off the, the mark tomorrow because I think the longer it goes on, obviously the, the the more difficult it could be for them. You know, playing in front of fifty thousand and, and trying to get that monk off the back. Delighted, Dessler's got his goal, but as Lewis said, he just and you said as well, maybe it just doesn't look match sharp. Brian, I'll come to you. Obviously, the the, the banner before was obviously um, around Kimmy Break a low block. Now I think the tempo is key here. You saw on Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, sorry, um, how quickly they moved early doors. The tempo was great, first 20 minutes. Now, if you can maybe get another 30 minutes or, or, or even 45 minutes at that, at that pace, you shouldn't have any bother really dispatching Livingston. You're on mute, Brian. I think, as as we said this morning, you know, if, if we're starting to worry about playing Livingston home, then we're in serious, serious bother. Um, we should be dispatch with all the, with all due respect to Livingston. We should be dispatching them quite comfortably at home. Um, hold that and, thought, right? Hold that thought. We've got our first call of the night. Excellent. Porter is waiting in the wings. Porter, how are we doing? All right, boys. How are you doing? Superb. Yeah, thanks for calling. What's your point yeah, tonight? Just to make a point, mate. Just to make a point, mate. I was at the game the other night. Yeah, I thought it was a big improvement, mate. So obviously, it couldn't have got any worse, mate. So tomorrow, but. I did think it was a lot better, mate. We started pretty good, mate. I'm not a big fan of Barnes, mate. Barnes really had a pretty good game. Honestly, it's the first time I've actually sat and went, you know, with me, fair dues, good boys in the box, good running. So I can get behind that, mate. It was just about Dessels, mate. I heard one of you make the point before I phoned. I was listening, um, obviously, that he's still trying to get up to speed, mate. And you can tell that, but it's, it's fine. Um, when I watched the Hawking game, um, I don't know if it was on Rangers TV or whatever, but he said that at the end of last season with that Italian team, he had an injury. So I don't think he was playing a lot, and he said he was a few weeks behind, obviously, with the team this season. So that's probably shown me that obviously he's got that goal, which is, it must be a boost. You know what I mean, it's a boost for me as a fan watching him. And obviously, I don't know if it was Lewis or whoever said it, that uh, he probably needs a wee, a wee week or two out just to obviously help him, which I, I was actually going to say that, mate, so I agree with that, mate. So that, 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 it's a bit encouraging, mate. It's, I don't know who said it, but he is the first striker to score a goal for us competitively, so that's good. And uh, the boy Sifuentes, mate, he's one of the players, mate. I've been quite excited about, obviously. I've only seen clips here, mate. I don't follow any of this football, but he wants some clips. I thought he came on, mate. He looked pretty good. He looks like he can get about the park pretty good. And what I liked about him was he was getting in the box. He was getting in the box, mate, even though he never really had a chance. But he was getting in the box. And uh, Cadwell, mate, you can say I'm a bit of a fan boy, you know, mate. But you know what I like about Cadwell, boys? Um, even when he's not having a good game, he puts tackles in, he runs about, he wants the ball. I mean, I can get behind any player like that for Rangers, mate, whether he's having a good game or a bad game, mate. And I just hope now, Libby and Amora, the low block's always been a struggle, mate. I mean, it's always been a struggle the last few seasons, but I mean, we see, even we've got all the ball, we'll have chances, but the more we need to get a good result, get a good result, a 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, get a good result, just pull that confidence up each week, each week. That's what we can do. And listen, you know what, I'm going to the game, the same as you, boys. We'll get behind the team. We'll get behind them. The geese suck to get behind. These are results. You know I mean? I'm happy with a 2 0. Just build that confidence up. Build that confidence up. Obviously, you can't see me, boys, because I'm on the phone. But I've got a ball to hit, man, for the last three years, man. And my hair's all about me. I can't go another season, mate. Watch the Celtic win another trophy, mate. And us winning nothing, mate. To see if that happens, my eyebrows are falling out. So, what do you think of that, boys? Listen, Porter, you make some great points, and I'm I'm going to be a bit grey as well here. Blues, I'll come to you first. Borna Barisic, I'm. I like... you'll get help, but me, I need a wig. Blues, <laughs> Borna Barisic, I think you know it's as it's as good as he's played in a very long time the other night. I I think that was that was vintage Borna Barisic um, on Wednesday there. I think it just goes to show you when he's got a bit of freedom and he's he's no targeted that that he is a, a very good outlet for Rangers. You know that that uh, first 
the, the setting that I sorry was 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 pinpoint. It was absolutely perfect, and he was doing it all game. And like I said about Dessers, he's far. You know, he's got a hat trick that game probably for the the service he's getting for Borna. Now, listen, I don't think this is this is um, conducive to him starting. I, th- I still think Redvan is probably the preferred option in there, but he's not done himself any harm and. And repairing a bit of his reputation because I think he had a brilliant game. And that's the thing with Borna. If he's got a bit of freedom, he'll, he'll have a good game. You know, I think he liked the, the second leg against Braga, for example, and the Europa League run, he was outstanding as well. So it's just about tactics and formations. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be the same team every every week. You can pull a player in for, for a game specific. And I think that's where Borna's role will lie because I don't think he'll be first choice. But it was a very, very good performance. And Mark, uh, Todd Cantwell, listen, we've we've waxed a little bit him for a long, long time on this podcast. Um, started really well the other night. I thought I thought he had a really good 20 minutes. Um, how important is he going to be again tomorrow? Should he get the start? Massively. I think that I think just looking at Todd Cantwell, well, probably probably for, for me and Brian, he's a little bit of a throwback, isn't he, Brian? He's he's, he's one of these players that kind of you don't look what if you watch him, you don't actually know what position he plays. It's almost like one of these players. See, years ago, when you had a really good player, a really technical player, a really gifted player, you never really said, Right, you need to play this position. You, you just said, You just go and play, we'll cover you, you just go and do what you do. And he's very much one of these players. He, he, he wants, and I love the fact that he always, always, always wants a ball, he's always moving, he's always demanding the ball, and he's always looking to make things happen. Disney hide, and for me that's massive, absolutely massive, especially with a player with that kind of technical ability. Um, I think he's a he's going to be a massive player this year. I think that um, I can see, and I know probably this is going to get cut and it's going to be a bit outlandish, um, but I can see him going for serious, serious, serious money at the end of the season. I really can. I think that he's. It, it was well thought of before he came to us and he kind of fell away a wee bit. He kind of lost his way. Um, but when you watch him, as I said, is reminiscent of of like I'm no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's as good as these two, but that kind of loudrup type player or that kind of Gaza type player, that kind of player that's got technical ability and gifted that you say, just just you go and do you. You just go and play, you do go wherever you want to go, you just and we'll cover you. So, yeah, I think he's going to be massive. But I think he's a fantastic player. I really, really, really think this guy's head and shoulders above. He's, he's, he's definitely two or three yards ahead of everybody else in the park. Brian, I could see you ready to jump in there. Would you have something to say? I'm just, I'm just laughing at Mark saying that Cantwell won't be here. And I've seen Heather saying that the team should be built around him. You're just trying to upset Heather now, Mark, aren't well, you? If he's going to upset Porter, Porter said he was a fanboy. Porter, how would you feel if, if Cantwell was to leave in the summer for big, big money? Oh, mate, I'd be gutted, mate, but obviously it means he's done good for us, mate. It means we're getting good money to reinvest in Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I think he's went through a tunnel. Still there, Porter? No, I think we've lost him, Brian. I'll come to you. Porter was very, very positive, wasn't he? Uh, we had a great rallying cry at the end there and about turning up tomorrow and getting behind the boys, getting behind the new players. And, um, you know, that that's what we want, really, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, oh, he's still here. And, and, uh, it's just about trying to get the right system, mate, and uh, obviously get them playing now. But I think Raskin, mate, uh, he, he always wants the ball, can't they? Always wants the ball, mate. They've got the right kind of attitudes, mate. It's just trying to blame, you know what I mean? And like, I think we've got a good, a good team now, mate. It's just trying to get the confidence now. And what I like about Raskin, he, he wants the ball, he drives forward, mate, and all, but. And he drives forward, he's no greedy and like he'll pank all down here too long, mate. He won't release it. That's what he wants to do. He wants to get to other players. Against the ball up, you've seen it, mate. He was, he was getting the ball and driving forward. He was losing it a, a lot, mate. But it wasn't like he was being greedy, mate. He just had no good to pass to him. You could see him getting a bit frustrated, but 
Listen, Porter, thanks for your call. Brilliant. Call back again. See you at the game tomorrow. Say hello as well. All right, all the best. We will. We'll be the best. Cheers, Porter. Brian, I'll, I'll come back to you. Obviously, uh, Porter came back in. Just saying, obviously, about the, the, the positivity. And it, there is something that we need to buy now because I, I don't know if you, you saw Wednesday night's reaction. Of course, you did, actually. Of course, you did. Mm. Um, th- there was just a lot of negativity flying about in the comments. So it's nice to get that positivity and feel that lift on the EVA game. Yeah. I mean, We've got to remember, this is probably our biggest rebuild since sort of the Avocat era. Um, you know, when Avocat came in, he signed countless players, you know, and cobbled, you know, he basically cobbled together a team. We lost away to Hearts in the first game of the season. And then we all know what happened that season. But I appreciate that, you know, it's a different time, you know, 20 years later. But we've got to, we have to show a degree of, um, you know, patience in this. We're not we're not going to see instant results and instant success straight away, you know. For a team to gel, takes a few games. All right, you can you can do all you want in preseason, you can have all the games you want, but at the end of the day, when the competitive season starts, that's when it matters. Ideally, I wouldn't like to have been away to Kelly on that pitch, but that's where we were. It's it's we've just we've just got to. Slow down, okay. I, you know, I was there, come on, I seen it, it was awful, but we've just got to slow down and see what you know, see what the manager's trying to do, see how the players. I mean, we've seen the first half hour against Servette, it was absolutely tremendous. Nobody was complaining that first half hour. I appreciate you can't do that for an entire 90 minutes, but you can see, you can start to see signs that the team's starting to understand where everybody is, what they're, what they're trying to do. And I think we've just got to cool the jets and, you know, not get... Because let's be honest, if you get on top of the players' backs, that's not helping them at all. So, no, all. so let's especially, just get behind guys them. guys that are trying to set on score goals. Like, I, I think Perito, the other night, maybe when he, he, he sort of fluffed a couple of chances, you could hear a couple of groans in. I think it got to him. I do think it got to him mentally. Uh, I, think, Mark, I, think, I think Danilo was just trying a bit too hard, to be quite honest. You know, let as... I mean, if, if you haven't watched it, the, the Burnley sort of a document has just come out. You know, Vincent Company was very much sort of play, you know, relax, do what you can do. Don't don't stress or don't panic, you know. And I think that's almost what we've got to do here. Let let the guys do what they, we know they can do and just let them let them play. So listen, yeah. Uh... Lines are open 01416287237. Uh, plenty to talk about. Um, we'd love to have your call for and now. You could be on next, Mark. Um, just I know I'm harping on here about tempo, but as, as Brian says, the signs are there. Let's forget rugby park if we can park that uh, Wednesday night, first 20 minutes. That's that's what we want to see the Rangers team playing like. We need to try and get that for a longer period of time, surely. Yeah, 100%. I'm just wanting to know what's what's happening. There's all sorts of sense getting spoken on this pod tonight. What is what is going on, man? This is two pods in a row. I've had my mind blown. One was madness. Now everybody's talking sense. There's callers phoning in talking sense. People are talking about patience. I mean, what is going on here, man? Somebody's messing with me. What is going on? I, I, my mind's blown again. No, seriously, seriously. Um, yeah, I think I think that that kind of opening twenty five minutes is probably where we want to be. Um, I think as as we progress, as we get to know each other, as we um, play as a team more, um, I think that that tempo is hopefully where Bill wants to be for ninety minutes, uh, ninety five minutes, or or one hundred and five minutes, as the case may be. You know, because that's that's just the way we're the way we're heading. But I think that that's that's exactly where he wants to go. That's that. That kind of higher tempo, the kind of passing moving that we're looking for. Um, and I said it the other night as well, Rome wasn't built in a day, but for me, I've seen progress. And Brian's just talked some sense there as well, talking about progress. And I've seen Lewis Norden, and it's just it's just thrown me for a six. Aldo's, Aldo's spot on there, Lewis, it's, it's a balancing act, doing it, a fine balancing act, actually, the manager's got because he's trying to obviously implement a style of play. 
He's trying to integrate new players. He's trying to keep the squad fresh because we've got games coming thick and fast. I mean, what do we? What do you do tomorrow? Do you prioritise performance over the result, or how do you make it work? Um, well, I know everybody involved will say take a game at a time, but they'd be lying to themselves if they didn't have an eye on the game next Wednesday as well as, as tomorrow. So it's a difficult one because I think we should be good enough to play our B team and beat a side at Livingston, but we're in a, a transition period, so maybe we only because there's not enough cohesion in the team. I think the, the Servette performance showed that in abundance that there's signs there that if this team gels in enough time, we've got a very, very good outfit that could win trophies this year. But it's it's you don't get the time at Rangers. That, that that's the that's the the bad thing about it. It's 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 one of the best jobs in football to have, but also probably one of the most difficult because time just is not on your side for if you're Michael Beale. Now I think Dessers. I know Mark said that I get it. You keep a striker playing, and hopefully they'll just get fit by playing matches. And if he keeps scoring, then that that's his form gone through the roof, and he turns into the striker we think he's going to be. But I think we can afford to give him a rest. I think Ryan Jack has been afforded a rest as well because he will start the game next Wednesday. Um, don't make too many changes, but I think definitely two or three maximum. And it looks like we are going to make about that many changes. I think we can afford that in the baller. Listen, if I had to pick a front three tonight, I do think Yanis Hadji is going to be in there somehow um, at the at the expense of one of the other two, or sort of one of the other three. And I think it could be Dessers loose, but that's just my opinion. Brian, do you see a place for Kemar Roof from the start? There's been a lot of talk about Kemar Roof over the last couple of days. Um, people sort of saying that he. Um, he's got more to offer than just sort of coming off the bench. Is this a game you'd start him in? You're on mute again, Brian. That's, that's your second more than first. Sorry, sorry. No, I, I don't. I don't see him starting at all. I mean, Dessers just scored. Daniel was a six million uh, signing. Can't see him getting ahead of either of those two. Um, it's the problem. We all know the problem with Roof. Um, He'll he'll make a subs appearance and then he'll be missing for two or three games because he's got another issue. You know, he's just not reliable, and that's that's been his whole problem. And as as countless people have said in this before, if he was match fit every time and played thirty eight games or whatever, he wouldn't be at Rangers. He'd be you know Premier League in England, um, and that's the whole problem with, with Roof. He's not reliable. Um, he'll I mean. The semi-final against Aberdeen last year, he came on, and after 15 minutes, he was off again. You know, he's just not—he's just not what we need. I mean, we've had enough problems with injuries. We don't need more. And unfortunately for Roof, he is just one of those guys that just, for some reason or another, just can't seem to stay fit. It's unfortunate because, as we all know, he is the best finisher at the club, but he just can't stay fit. Brian, you're the good luck charm. Every time you talk, we get a call. So uh, before we go to that, Des Mason, £10 super sticker. Thank you very much for your support, mate. No, Des and Forrest. It, it doesn't go unnoticed, and it's brilliant. So fantastic. Connor is on the line. Connor, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Friday night, phone in. The floor is yours, my friend. Ah, how you doing, guys? Um, well, listen, um, funnily enough, Kimar Roof was one of the things I was wanting to talk about um, with being spoken about there. I, I think... I'd like to see Kimar Roof starting tomorrow, um, purely because well, he's not in the European squad. Now, there has to be a reason behind that. For me, that reason is the, the thinking must be keep him um, wrapped in cotton wool for the domestic stuff um, and take that pressure off of him um, because he's definitely one of the most experienced players in the European stages. He's had a number of appearances and goals under his belt um, there, so I don't see any reason not to, to give him I know he's obviously got the injury problems, but at some point you either have to say, right, we're going to give him the chance, he can get the start, or we're going to sell him. Um, because you can't just keep him um, to play him for five, ten minutes, you know, every other week or whatever, um, while you're kind of, you know, trying to chop and change it. Because we've seen that at Kamala, he came only seven minutes to go, and he couldn't really do much because he's, he's not got time then to impact the game. Um, and I think Dessels having played the last two games in a row, I assume he'll probably start again on Tuesday night against the uh, Servette. Why not give him, um, you know, that time in the bench? 
you know, rest him. If you need to bring him on, if there's a problem with Kemal Roof, see where he is at half time or whatever, um, or after an hour, then then so be it. But I just think it's got to be worth the risk at some point. Otherwise, what's the point in keeping him in the wage bill? Um, I mean, oh, he's a proven finisher. You know, and that's the one thing that, despite the injury problems with Dessers right now and Lammers, that's something they've still got to prove. Um, not just with coming here, but even with the stats, as has been previously spoke about, they've got in previous you know, seasons at other clubs. hasn't been great for them over the last couple of years. So I'd stick him in and give him, give him a go. Um, I'd probably also be looking to see uh, if we can start Sifuentes um, tomorrow as well, because you're only going to gel the team if we can get minutes into, into folks' legs. Because um, he's going to have to tinker to find his, his best 11. Now, I don't mind that because of the rebuild so long as we get the results because that's the most important thing if we win a game 1-0 or you win it 10-0 you still get 3 points at the end of the day and that, that's I think with all of you that, that's just an absolute must Absolutely no, Connor. I think the manager sort of hinted today that Sifuentes will start but keep our roof Mark uh, Connor they're saying if we're not going to use him sell him but really there's nobody going to buy him right he is going to be around for the season that's exactly my thoughts when he said it, hence the reason why I lifted my finger there. Um, I think Roof's a great player. I think he's an absolutely smashing player. Um, wax lyrical about a boy. I think the boy is, is very, very good. Um, the problem is he's made of chocolate. Um, and the problem is, he, I don't think at this point in time, I don't think you could give him away. And which is sad, really sad, because he's a player. And um, I take take everything that Connor said on board. I, I, I agree with a lot of it. But for me, Roof is is his injuries and had so many problems. I think that I think that just the, they've gave up on him. To be perfectly honest, hence the reason why I think he's going to be a bit popular. Um, if he can stay fit for the next month, month and a half, I think you'll see him getting more game time. Um, as it stands at the minute, I don't think anybody's going to think about starting Roof because they don't know if he's going to last ninety minutes. It's as simple as that. Um, and, and as I said there, I don't think um, I don't think you can sell. I don't think you can give him away at the moment, which is sad, really sad, because he's a fantastic player. Connor, you mentioned obviously Michael Beale's going to have to tinker as he as he tries to find his his best starting eleven. You mentioned obviously starting Kemar Roof. So who have you got playing alongside Roof and attack tomorrow against Livingston? Um, probably, probably, probably Danilo, maybe. Um, give him. The nod again because he did look good. I thought the other night. I mean, I think clearly his end product needs to be sharpened up a bit. But but that'll come. You know, it's his first game and he made some slack passes. But you know, when he did get the ball, um, a bit like when Campbell was getting on it, he looked like he was going to go and do something. Um, and I like that. I like a player that just looks after it, um, straight away because you know if he can build and get that last touch right, he'll he'll score your goals and he'll do, he'll do the business and that's that's ultimately what you need. Um. I mean, it, you know, because he is, as I said, you know, he, he does need to tinker. Um, even defensively, the more do you give Balligan a start? You know, do you look to the game uh, on Tuesday night and think, right, can Suter maybe come out and be arrested for for a game to give Balligan some minutes in his legs? Um, it's a tough call. Um, I do think, given how early we made some of the signings and we knew they were coming in, I think maybe there could have been a bit better work behind the scenes to try and sort of work it out throughout pre-season and stuff because he did have four games in pre-season and they were a mixed bag to say the least so he didn't come in completely cold um, this week for the two games where that's concerned but you know, as I say if we get the result I'm happy um, because the performances are obviously they'll come um, and I think if we're sitting here in a month's time having got through um, the Champions League ties and, and won um, the derby game, I think we'd all be quite happy with that. Let me let me put your point about the defence to lose. Lose, interesting. Obviously, to say that Balogun might be used tomorrow. Personally, for me, I would be swapping out Connor Goldson because obviously he looks a bit behind in terms of fitness. Would you swap out John Suter? He's he looked the better of the two the other night. I thought both of them were outstanding. Um, I think it's. I don't know if we are watching the same game, but I actually thought that was one of the best performances I've seen since Goldson and Hollander's partnership. I thought they were both so, so good on the ball. I mean, John Suter, he's like six foot four and he turns into Messi at times. It's crazy. He took about three of their players out in the, the second goal. 
and just slid it right into Barisic to cross it in. He, he's, he stays fat. I mean, he's the country's best um, centre-back as well, in my opinion. Never mind just here at Rangers. And Conor Goldson is obviously CB number one when he's at his best. And despite his lack of fitness, I, I, I thought both of them looked very, very good. Very, very comfortable on the ball, like I said. And almost looked like it was it's impossible to beat them. I think a couple of times Goldson maybe get beat for pace, but he recovered well. Um, I wouldn't withdraw many of them if there was no, if there was no any any reason to, to be honest. I think that that's your partnership going forward for me out of the selection we've got anyway. Brilliant, uh, Connor. Thanks very much for your call tonight, mate. Call again as always. Uh, it's nice to have you on. All right, with that blood, cheers. All right, all the best, cheers. Brian, uh, back to you. Um, I know we'll probably get another call because we're we're back to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this seems to be the way that it's going tonight. Um, just a, a, a wee deviation here because it's something that popped up in the chat earlier. Manchester United linked with, with, with Robbie McCrory. Talk to me about that. Come on. So much, so much for what in first team football, eh? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see that as a, a starter, to be quite honest. He's what in first team football. The last place he's going to be going to is Old Trafford, let's be honest. They've just signed 50 million odd for Onana, so. He's not displacing him and getting first team football. Um, I, I, no, no, it's ridiculous. That's a, a ridiculous link as far as I'm concerned. Um, but a good, it's come from a good source, but we're, we're not. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, he's wanting to play first team football. So why is he going to go to Man United? I, I, I just don't get it. Um, I'm certainly not saying that he's not good, but I mean, he's, he's not Man United good. Let's be honest. Um, no. Uh, I would say it's very difficult for Robin McCrory just now because he's he's obviously stated he's wanting first team football, but options are limited now. You know, Scotland, where does he go in Scotland? Hearts are stacked with goalies, you know, Aberdeen have got goalies, you know, it's very difficult. I mean, it's 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 almost gonna be sort of like championship in England, the sort of level that he's gonna to have to go to. I mean, I, I, do you see him starting in the Premier League frame in England? I don't. No, listen. I've always been, you know, quite happy with him when he's played for Rangers. Yeah. He's played a lot of games for Rangers, but um, as you say, it's a, it's a difficult one for a goalkeeper because you go and you're number one, and there's no really much ch- chance for chopping and changing. I, I don't like this whole oh he gets the cups and all that carry on. I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's it's very football manager. Um, but I I I was kind of hoping he'd stay and fight, but it does look like Michael Beale is giving the jersey to, to Butland from the off. So it's a difficult one for him. Um, I dare say he'll probably be out the door before Glenn Kamara, though, because that's a saga that keeps dragging on and on. Yeah, but I think I think the whole problem with McCrory was that McLaughlin signed a new deal. Um, I was fully expecting McLaughlin to, to leave, but as soon as he signed a new deal, that kind of threw the span in the works for McCrory, um, kind of effectively ended any chance of him even trying to establish himself as number one so um yeah uh, it's, it's a it, goalkeepers the problem with goalkeepers is they're, they're very much uh, a unique position where only one guy can play it's not like as you say you can chop and change and get away with it you need your goalie to be playing pretty much every week and a bit of continuity and unfortunately as i say with the mclaughlin signing the new deal it's kind of it's kind of kiboshed a mccrory Ever, ever getting that? So, and the the worst thing about it is he's never really let us down. So you know that's that's the, the, the sorry part of it as well. I'm starting to wonder if it's a, our very own Scott Kerr facilitating this move. Um, I'll stay tight lipped on that, but you, you know what he's like. He loves Man United, doesn't he? Um, Mark, could this be one of these um, weekends where Rangers get a result and then the other half have to go to a difficult venue and the pressure's on them? Oh, well, I hope so. I hope that's yes. Um, I don't know. I, I think that we need to worry about us. I think that's 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 the most important thing. I think what we do and how we play is is, is where we need to be. Our head needs to be at. So to be to be fair, it doesn't matter when, where, or how, or what season, or what time of the year. Or, I don't. I don't even think about them. They're irrelevant unless we're playing them. So um, for me, we need to concentrate on us. We need to concentrate on a good performance tomorrow. We need to concentrate and, and hit the ground running, uh, straight for the off. So, who who cares? As I said, I know that they're they maybe get a tricky one, but hey, we'll see we'll see what happens. But it, n- it never really works that way, does it? 
why did, why did I come to Mark and no expect a staunch answer there? Like, do you know what I mean? Um, hinting, but staunch was never coming there, was it? Lewis, uh, it, it's it's hard for the manager because he's got to have full focus on this game on Saturday, but will he have one eye on Tuesday night with, with his selection and maybe his changes um, in-game? I, I said in my last point, I think that's that's almost confirmed though, the fact that Ryan Jack probably isn't going to play and Sifuentes is in his place, I think. Um, Jacko had a much better performance, you know, he, he did start to worry us a wee bit in pre-season, you know, we were like, is it maybe the end slightly for, for, for Jack to be playing a big part, but nah, he, he slotted right back into that role perfectly and he, he was probably one of the, the, the better performers against Servet, so I think he is rested given the surface and he's uh, previous with this, that, that type of surface, I think that has confirmed that Bill is, is comfortable enough we're making some changes. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said in the comments that we need to keep playing our best team. And I get that. And most of the time, that is a true point. But a slight on Rangers last season was maybe that starting the living wise, we were, we were competitive with you know, the other side. But when it came to squad depth, we were nowhere near it. Well, now we have the squad depth. You need to trust them. You, you don't bring these guys in just to sit on the bench and watch the rest of the guys play and never give them a chance. You need to trust them at some point. And Sifuentes has came here with a big reputation, so give them a chance to prove it. You never know, Ryan Jack might not get back into the team because of that. So I think it definitely some changes coming, and I, I'm excited to see how the, the new players perform. Well, so I'm going to stick with you, Lewis. You say something interesting there. You say about squad depth in the news today that Scott Wright, Looks like he's going to stay at Ibrox. You know, he was off to mm-hmm. Preston, then he was off to Turkey. Um, and now it looks like he's, he's, he's going to be utilising the squad and, and a team that doesn't look like it's going to have a lot of width in it. What, what do you think happened? I, it's, it's a strange one with Scott, right? I mean, that's I think that's three moves now that, that have, have fell away at the last hurdle. So I, I don't know if it's something on his end that he, he's, he's not pushing it through, but... He's, he's no good enough for Rangers, I think. On the ball, he's, he's got fantastic dribbling ability. Honestly, he's so good at weaving in and out of players, but that's about it. He's got nothing else to his game. He would be about ninth choice attacking midfielder at Rangers this season. And you, that's just no fair to let a lad sit on the bench and maybe make five appearances all year. And if he makes more than that, then it's a mistake because he shouldn't be. There's, there's hardly anybody. Alex Lowry, if he was here, would still be starting games ahead of Scott Wright, in my opinion. So, if he's not going to move permanently, I would look to get that boy a loan move and get him playing some football because he's definitely not going to get it here. Listen, I think it is one that maybe could rumble on late into the window. Uh, we've had Todd Cantwell's fanboy on tonight. Maybe we can get Scott Wright's fanboy on as well. 0141 Still plenty of time left to get on and make your point. Uh, you call now. You could be speaking to us uh, next. Mark, um, Lewis makes a point there about Scott Wright maybe just being down the pecking order, but he came onto the field of play the other night so that the manager clearly is using him. Short window, maybe. Are you hoping? Are you hoping? Well, uh, like I said, like I said, there is he's made comebacks in Elton John. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't see the boy getting any, getting any, uh, getting any game time really. Um, I, I think. Look, if we were willing to let him go, what does that say? I mean, we we, we bundled them, we bundled them on a flight to bloody Turkey. You know what I mean? Right, right, we man, we'll see that, right? But it's been great, no, bro. I right, away you go. Um, so. For me, it's not exactly, oh, I feel loved here. And I, 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 do you know what I mean? I'm in the manager's thoughts. So for me, he stuck him on. Um, give him a couple of minutes, stretch his legs. Maybe give us something different. I was hoping they'd give us something different, a wee bit pace, possibly. But I think the wee man, the wee man is, is good. He's a good player, but he's no good for Rangers. I think Lewis hit the, hit the nail on the head there. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, as they say, Rangers class. Um, and... Look, the wee man's gave us 110% every time he's come on, so I'm not wanting to uh, bash him too much, but I think that it's a thanks. Just small margins, and I don't think he was I don't think he was ever going to be good enough. I, I, as I said, I think technically he's no he's no got it. I think positional and, and I think his decision making, I think, probably what lets him down. Um but no, as I said, thanks, but no thanks. I think the wee man's um the wee man's just sitting there till he gets uh, till, till somebody comes in for him. 
Brian, I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate here because I've spoken previous shows about guys on the bench that are probably better starters than they are impact players. I think Scott Wright's one of the, the few that is actually really good at making an impact off the bench. Yeah. Um, there's you know there's countless games you could quote that Wright has started and he's been pretty you know non-eventful, yet he comes on off the bench and he instantly makes an impact. I mean, I still think... Like or lump, like it, like him or lump him. I still think he's got a role to play in the SP, the SPFL. Um, if Scott, if Scott Wright, if we can't get a tune out of Scott Wright in the Scottish football, then he really is not very good. Um, albeit he's maybe not that sort of that level, maybe in Europe. We never played, we never played Chris Boyd in Europe or against Celtic, but we used him against the rest of the Cannon Vorder in Europe, uh, Scotland. And it worked. So, is it is it a case of that we use him in the S, the SPL and not Europe or, or against Celtic? I don't know. Um, he scored a goal in the cup final against Hearts. You know, made the made the layoff in the European semi final. <laughs> um, but you know, he's he's a handy player, and it's on. It's almost as though. It's it's the typical bipolar Rangers fan. We've made up our minds, and that is it. Simple as that. He's not good enough. Um, I mean, there's there's folk. I mean, the only one that I would say that's really on the fence. Well, I'm really doubtful about just now is Sima. He's he's the one that I'm really not very positive about just now. Every time I've seen him, I just feel he's Sakala Mark too. Um, and apart from that, I mean, everybody else is looking, or I've seen I've seen signs from everybody else that. There's something in them that seems is the only one that worries me. But Scott Wright, I think I think he'd still do a job for us in the SPL. Listen, I'd, if, if you if you had a gun to my head now and said you can keep right on Matondo, I'm keeping right all day long. Um, so hundred percent. I just think he's worth hanging about if you carry shift him on. I'd rather focus on maybe getting Rabbi Matondo at the door. Louis, just on Rabbi Matondo, the manager keeps mentioning, but he never plays him, and it, it does my head in a bugbear. He's mentioned him again today in the presser. Um, and I just think, why are you why are you try to flog as this guy when you never actually use him? I, I don't know. Michael Beale's the type of guy that he says a lot that never actually has any substance behind that. You know, Stephen Gerrard when he said something, he fucking meant it most of the time. Michael Beale doesn't really have that. Um, Rabbi Matondo, like Scott Wright, I just does absolutely no place for him in this squad. I think the difference with with Rabbi in comparison to Scott is that. I think there is value to be had with Rabbi Matondo. I think he's got enough of a reputation before Rangers that we could maybe break even, but the only way that's going to work is if we send him out on loan. That's the only viable option I think Rangers have with Rabbi Matondo this year is get him out on loan, see if he can perform somewhere. You know, if he turns into a superstar, we bring him back and give him a chance. If he has a good season, we sell him. If he has a poor season, then... We're at the, the same situation, but there, there's absolutely no reason to keep him here. The system doesn't suit him. Like Seema, um, as Brian says, I, I'm not 100% sold. I think there's, there's time to wait to see see what he's capable of, but he's also been left to hung it to dry a wee bit. You know, he's brought on against a, a 10-men low block, and his biggest asset is pace, and there's no space to use that. So what is Michael Beale actually going to use him first? I tell you right now, that boy's not a striker. I would rather Kamar Roof with knee legs play up front than Seema because he's, he's just no go to it. He's no got the technical ability. He's no got the finishing prowess or the, the instinct. He is a winger. That is what he is. If he's been profiled as a striker, it's a missed profile. Um, and like I said, unless we change up formations on, on the spin, there's, there's no space for any of these players. You need to have more technical ability, more passing ability, a bit of vision. No going to work. So... For all three of the players, I think it's it's about a uh, precarious position. Brian, you're on mute. That's your third strike. That's you up the road. Seema or Matondo Lewis? Paul's asking. Oh man, that's the lesser <laughs> of two evils. That 
No, listen, um, I'm going to let you think about that because I can see Mark looking very stony-faced about the, the criticism and negativity around Seema. Just before I come to you, Mark, listen, we're in the last 10 minutes of the show. We can try and squeeze one more in. There's got to be somebody out there that wants to come in and join this debate because it's going to turn into I can feel it. 0141-628-7237. Mark, the floor is yours, Seema. Like, like I've, I've said pretty much on every pod, Quite a chance. And and Lewis has, Lewis has hit the nail on the head there. The boy's been hung out to dry a bit. Pre-season, it was it was were really our only fit striker that could play number nine. So that's what happened. Um I don't think it was his fault. I think that um he's came here as as I think as a he plays as a second striker or um or as a as a as a winger or a or I mean, we don't really play with wingers, and, and I think that that term winger now is a little bit defunct. I mean, gone are the days where a winger stood in the stood in the touchline, um, and went to the, went to the byline. That uh, these days are gone now, so I don't even think you can call a winger a winger anymore. It's, it's they're more of a more of a, a, a wide attacking player. But I think you need you need to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, played through the middle for is it Augiers that, that was playing the last season. Played through the middle a few times with him. Uh, played through the middle a couple of times, we, uh, well, a fair bit with Prague as well when he was over there. So I think I think he can. He's a big lad. He's a big lump. I think his hold up plays no bad. I think he's just he's just he's been kind of scattergunned into our side. And Rangers fans doing what Rangers fans do. All of a sudden, two games into the season, going, "Ah, he's wrong." So I mean, the the beauty of it is that even if he is rotten, he's no other player. So. I'm hoping that this boy comes on to a game. He might need a wee bit to settle, but as I said, let's give the boy a chance, man. As I said, we're writing him off. We're talking about Sakala Mark too and this and that. Boy's played two games. Right, Mark, um, we're going to finish with a bit of class because we've got Jim on on the line waiting to call, uh, waiting to speak to us. Jim, how, how are we getting on? I'm all right, Troops. How are you? Smashing, I've been listening to the show, show intently tonight. It's good to see Marco and my old buddy. Just up the stair there, Mark, looking at the goalposts I brought him for Petaudry, following that Terry Butcher goal, remember those years ago? I don't know if you do, mate, but anyway, um, what I was thinking was, listen to the chat about Barisic, right, etc., Scott, right, Matondo. Um, plus, I never knew Lewis was a Man United fan, but I don't know if anybody brought that up, but anyway, um, what I was thinking was, I think they have the theme of a future at Ibrox, but I think what they should be doing is probably replacing Broxy Bear and his family. Because I think if they did the wee tour run about the Govan stand and run about the Copeland end, I'm sure Barisic would lose, lose him in the box if he was versus Broxy Bear. I think he would lose Mrs. Broxy in the box. I think you're talking about Barisic had a good game the other night. First of all, that's what he's paid for, right? He's paid for having a good game for this great club. Uh, I think he's only one podcast away for another disaster. I think people should look at the big picture. He can't defend Jürgen Tavernier, and my wee surprise for the team selection tomorrow is I think he's going to stick Balligan in. Because I think big Golson looks as if he was struggling the last 20 minutes, so I think he may put Balligan in and keep uh, Golson for during the week. That's oh. me, that's what I wanted. <laughs> just wanted oh. to defend that. That's yeah. what I would do with Scott Wright, Barisic and Matondo. And again, sorry, I want one more point because I know. You know who I'm probably going to bring up here? Lewis will know what I'm going to say, and I don't want to say Shanklin Wright, but I've just said it. How much, I forgot you said that night, how much did Matondo cost? Three and a half. In comparison uh, to how much Shanklin would cost? Aye, aye. That's a question for the panel. I know it's I sound a, as if I'm related to him. I'm really no. I just like guys <laughs> to put the bone in there. That's Tim Shanklin, does it? <laughs> well, Brian, it's a, it's, a, it's a point well made, but we don't seem to be doing our shopping in Scotland. No. I've said it for long enough. And Jim, I remember that game at Aberdeen. That was my first ever game. Mental. Um, uh, yeah, I've, me. I was, I've got to apologise for that. I was first on the park, sorry. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I was only nine, so I wasn't allowed. Um, but no, I've said I've said a few times, like Jim's saying, we're, we're snobby when it comes to signing players from Scotland. Oh, he's not good enough. Oh, they're not good enough. You know, we've said it umpteen times. Lewis Ferguson was never good enough. Um, Hickey and, you know, Doig and all them. Oh, they weren't good enough. And they're tearing up in it. They're tearing it up in Italy. You know, I mean... I, I, I don't know what players have got to do to sort of convince Rangers that they're actually good enough for Rangers. They're playing in that league, you know. They're they're doing well. 
the amount of times that you say, oh, they don't know Scottish football, or you know, they've got to settle. Well, these guys don't have to settle. They're they're playing in that league. Get them in. We used to do it all the time in the nineties. Smith, Walter Smith was Lewis, notorious Lewis, for it. I tell you, I was on the other in the week saying this about Shankland as a day. I don't like yeah. the same thing all the time because it's quite clearly it's not going to harm. But what my question was, it was after I, I hung up, and I was thinking, how much did we pay for guys like Matondo? Three and a half million. You know, what, what was that? What, what was it? Three million or something? Three and a half. Do you know what I mean? You'd be better with my cat with a ranger strap on. So like a Shankland, you would give him, say, for two million quid or something like a guy who scores goals. It's just, I just think I'm using a bit of common sense. That's so, all. Plus, he would definitely meet the European requirements, I think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, Jimmy Cutting there. Mark, just on uh, Jim's point about Borna Barisic, just saying that's what he's paid to do. Now, I get I get that wholeheartedly. However, Borna Barisic has said he's been, the form's been really poor for, for as long as we can remember. Uh, is it not right that we sit, we do we do sit, give give him that confidence after the good display? Yeah, I know, but the, 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 I hundred percent agree. He played all right. He played all right there the the other night there. I think he, he done well, but I'm a hundred percent agree there uh, with what Jim said there. It this this whole I I don't think it's it's a, it's as if it's a confidence thing. See this one on one, I think it terrifies him. Absolutely terrifies him, and he's defending at the back post. I, I mean, we slagged we slagged Tavernier about he's defending at the back post. But how many goals last season did we lose because um, Borna Barisic is, is I don't know what he's doing. He's looking for spaceships or something. He's just looking at the sky and looking at Boz and everybody just goes in at the back of him and scores goals. No, it became a thing probably at the end of it towards the end of the season where we just we just ping diagonals towards Barisic. Just keep. And for me, that's why I prefer uh, Yilmaz over over Barisic every day of the week because Yilmaz will, will go and make a winger make a decision. Barisic will stand off him, stand off him, and stand off him, and it gets to the stage where it's, it's almost like hurry up, hurry up and do something, hurry up and run past me. So for me, he needs to go either go and engage and make him make him make a decision, or he decides. I'm I'm going to show him down the line. It doesn't do any of that. So, yeah, for me, I'm 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 not I'm not a big fan at all. He's great crossing the ball, but it doesn't. Years ago, years ago, a few years ago, he used to get to the byline all the time and cut it back with a decent ball, and and it was dangerous. Doesn't do that anymore. He's does this. It's like a, it's like a Beckham thing now, where he just takes a touch, gets a half yard, and flings a ball in. He just flings a ball in and flings a ball in. Um, for me. The old Barisic got to the byline and, and flung a ball in and made defenders turn and it was dangerous. And he's not done that for probably 18 months to two years. Um, so I agree that for me, I don't think he's he's trying to trying to trying to get behind him, I think, is is gone now. I think it's the days past. No, that, that see that's what I was saying, Marty, because I think they actually might put Sterling at left back right at some point, I'm not talking about the Mora. At some point, because they put Sterling like he's no, he wouldn't be the first person to play left back. He's right footed. Let's be honest. It's quite seen in Europe, across Europe, or other places. You can see guys like that. I think Sterling. See a young boy. I've not seen the kid yet. I don't know if any of you guys have seen him in the flesh, so to speak. But um, I think that might happen in the future because I think see we we play this other mob in September because we'll be sitting top of the league by then, and then hopefully that'll be to put us six points ahead. Ah. Uh, I really think that likes a well, Borna is probably made like Abada look a decent player. Do you know what I mean? Because I could mark Abada out the game, right? Because he's the kind of guy you open the gates and he just run in the subway. So if Borna, I think that you might see Sterling, if it, unless they buy someone else, I think you might see Sterling playing the left back. I really mean that. And by the way, I hope so. I'm saying, Jim, we had Adam Devine playing left back for a few games up at Petodrias, you know, for example. No, and, and I like I like the boy, but I don't think he's physical enough. Hmm. I think that's a problem. A lot. That's it's just my opinion. See, see these games, these games you've got to win them. I want somebody like Sterling. She likes me cop against Abada. Put him out of the stand. Just put these guys out of the stand. That's what you do with these characters. Love no that. respect, Jim. As always, fantastic call. Don't be a stranger. Um, back on a Monday. Have a good, have a, have a good night, guys. Right, but remember, you're only one pod away for having the whole show about Borna. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Have a good night, guys. Good night, sure, All the best, Jim.
Right then, lads. Um, Jim's took us right over the finish line. Brilliant call as always from Jim. He's welcome back anytime. Um, listen, it's been it's been great. Uh, just before we go, just a quick quick uh, prediction for you all for tomorrow. Um, Mark, what you, what's your what's your feeling for school scorer? Full time score. I'm hoping Danilo, first goal scorer, is is hopeful than anything. Um, and I think I think maybe three one. Brilliant. Um, Brian. <clears throat> I'm going to back Dessers after his debut goal. I'm going to go Dessers and 3 0. And Lewis? Uh, I'm going to go 2 0 and agree with Mark. I think Danilo will get the first goal. Excellent. Right then, gents. And yourself? You tried this the other night. You tried that the other night. Uh, listen, I'm caught up for the game, so I want to see plenty of goals. 5 0 Rangers. Uh, Tavernier <laughs> penalty. Start, the, start us off again. Uh, that'll do me. Um, but listen, absolute pleasure. Uh, if any of you see me at the game in the morning, feel free to say hello. Um, but thanks for joining us in the comments as always. Um, and we'll see you again tomorrow for the build up uh, and the reaction as always. Thanks very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.